You're listening to The Full Broadside. Good evening and welcome everyone to a, this week's Full Broadside. Uh, boy, we were busy last week. Uh, I, I would norm, This would be the segment where I'd say, this is KJ, this is Mando, and this is Cyber. Hi everybody. This is how our week went last week. But our week was pounded with busyness. I was working my butt off and was unable to, to get onto the game a whole bunch. But I did manage to get a couple of games in. But the bigger thing was the, the Clash of the Classes tournament that our team got in. And uh, I know you guys were both intricately involved in that. So... Let's you know, let's hear it. How, how did it go? How great were we? How horrible were we? Let's give us a rundown. Um, well, the first night was really rough. Uh, yeah. I think we went four and one the first night. The next night we went five and zero. Oh. Wow! So we went on a nice win there, and then we made it to. We weren't able to do one night. And we got into the next night, which was going to determine whether or not we qualified enough to make it for the playoffs. And I think we went four and two that night. If I remember correctly, we lost. I know we lost the last two games, and we wound up uh, finishing up in seventeenth place. I think it was, and we actually qualified for the playoffs. And cool. so we didn't have to do the playoffs on Friday night. And then we had our games today. And we and put it to you this way: we shall not be participating any longer <laughs> in this tournament this time. It was a, uh, it was good. It was fun. Um, it was definitely a learning experience. Um, we had some good things. We had some bad things. I mean, it just, uh, it, uh, we, you know, it, it worked out. I mean, comps to everybody that played with us. Everybody did fine. There was, it's, you know, it's not like we're pointing fingers at anybody because nobody, nobody was at fault for anything that happened. It was just one of those things is we just came across a couple of, of compositions that we just had no answer for. And that was, that was what it all came down to. We just couldn't come up with a good answer to, to get us, push us through. Mando, you? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> he, you guys ever sit around and and play like a game and um, I'll pick on a game like Risk. You remember playing Risk? When oh, you're yeah. Little yep, pieces yep, yep. on the little islands, whatever. And yep. you always got a group of friends and then there was always that one friend in the group that um, we called the rules lawyer. <laughs> and would say like, no, no, no. <laughs> You, you can't do this because you have to do A to fulfill B to make C happen. And the rest of us are like, no, just roll the dice and, you know, do whatever. And then you've got the rules lawyer that jumps in and wants to. I'm going to sound like a rules lawyer tonight. Um, first and foremost, though, and most importantly, 
I had a blast. I feel mm-hmm. that everybody on the Full Broadside podcast team, there was KJ and me, and a huge shout out to Nightmare, um, who stepped up when I was struggling with the behind the scenes stuff and was helping out. And for calling, he did an awesome job. Paladin mm-hmm. of Argyle, solid trooper, solid player. This guy was there every night to support us. Dress Dreshin. 01, who was also one of our clients, stepped up and jumped in. And this guy is like brand new back to the game. Well, not new, but just a returning player. And I tell you what, man, you know, the, the, our motto was we're just a bunch of average Joes, not, not a bunch of pros. And, and it couldn't have been, um, truer to the fact because, and Dreshin was like, this dude, like, spent, a lot of time grinding up to some specific ship and i know it mm-hmm. probably wasn't necessarily what he wanted to grind to on his you know everybody's got a to-do list on the tech tree or whatever so shout out to the guys that stepped up and oh yeah yeah and kj yeah. was awesome kj got called an explicative legend in a fubuki <laughs> which is um, by one of the uh, um, one of the, the broadcasters, I happened to be at work that night, but I just logged into I, I brought my laptop in and I just logged into Twitch and uh, was watching the game being um, casted and um, and so first and foremost to the team, full broadside team, phenomenal job. My hats off to all you guys. Um, I I was extremely surprised. And very proud of the fact that we made it as far as we did. And mm-hmm. I know we were talking about in pre-show because we made it to the um, the finals and or to the, what is it the playoffs or whatever. I yeah, the playoffs. We were going to make it that far, yep. and um, we made it to the playoffs. And the the momentum swung the other way. And this is where I'm going to start talking about my reference to the rules lawyer. Um, so we made it into the playoffs. And, and what I want everybody in the listeners to understand is, again, we're just, we were just, you know, we're just a bunch of beer and pretzels guys getting We We were challenged by JD and hold my beer mm-hmm. and non-sequitur. Hey, you know, the gauntlet's thrown. You guys put a team together. And so we did. And we had fun with it. And that was the most important thing. We didn't care about winning. To win something, yeah, it's nice, and it adds to the fun of the game, but I was just, we got on, you know, in fact, there was at one point where we got on to, like, a 10-game win streak. It was phenomenal. Um, and I'll also add in there, that's when I stopped calling and Nightmare started calling, because when I was calling, we won two things, Jack and Poo Poo and Jack left town. So that's, you know, when I was calling the game, but uh, I digress. Um so when we got into well, we had to win the one because otherwise you would have hit your five mark and you would have quit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we, I mean, we knew we, we that we were the odds were against us when we went up and and did this thing and we troopered we troopered on, troopered in and um, so we got to the playoffs. And this is where the momentum shifts because, and I, again, want the average Joe's to know, we started going up against teams that these are, and this was international because some of the training rooms that we were in, we were like, there was a dispute with one of the teams that was late 10 minutes. And we, I finally made the team captain call through in the towel and said, look, these guys forfeited their first game. We're, you know, and, and they did, and they conceded that they forfeited. And so we ended up, you know, getting a, a match win, but, but I had to be the rules lawyer on that one. And, and but, 
but the reason why I did that is because we were starting to go up against with the caliber of, of players where we needed to start being rules lawyers because these guys were good. And my hat's off to mm-hmm. some of these teams that were in there. These guys were good. They had strategies. That, I mean, we came up, like KG was saying, we came up. There was one. And, and when you look at all the other teams that were playing, um, all of the good teams that had winning streaks their winning streak, including us, their winning streak came to an abrupt halt against one team composition. Mm-hmm. And and you guys are going to laugh, but it consisted of basically a tier 10 battleship mixed in with a couple of tier, what were they, tier 7s, tier 5s? Tier 7, I think. Tier 7 cruisers and a tier 2 destroyer. Yes. And before anybody says anything, like a tier two destroyer, the first night that we were broadcasting, Cyber, you remember we were talking about that. Wow, who brings a tier two destroyer to a tier 10 match? And I'm going to tell you, the winning teams brought the tier two because all of a sudden there was about four or five teams that went to this lineup. And this Mm -hmm. lineup was so unbeatable. It's it's like, you know, a a card game where you just, and we put together, I mean, we brainstorm and we tried, we even switched on the fly and we went up against two of these teams uh, that, that we got finally got beat out and we were, like, we had three or four lineups. So, well, let's try this lineup. Let's try this lineup. No matter what strategy we threw at them, it was one of those unbeatable combinations which was the tier 2 destroyer which with the captain on it you put a 21 point captain you get well actually you only need a 10 point captain it brings the um, detectability down to 4.7 kilometers mm. and it's the pan it's a pan asian destroyer so it's got the deep water torps and it fire it spits these torps out every, every 45 seconds or something like that no like 20 25 seconds it's really quick and spits these torps out really quick. Uh, they had a pretty decent range, but all this destroyer was doing was smoking, smoking the big ship, and, and then spotting. And the problem was, is we couldn't find this because it's got a 4.5. So you got to be practically in the right. same grid square to, to spot this thing. And yeah. and he would be that, running with the Schlieffen, and he was running with the Schlieffen. So as a destroyer. Like with me, I'd get up there. It's like, okay, I'm detected, and I'm trying to p- find the guy. Well, I can't get close enough to get to him because as soon as I get detected, what happens? The sleep and secondaries come, come, kick in. Yeah. this And so when we started now, Dreshen, who was also on the team, he, we had him in the bullpen warming up. And so he started looking at all because when we were posting the win results, he was starting to do some number crunching and looking at the teams. And what we kind of found looking at the number crunching was that the teams that were beating out and there were some good teams that were on there and the Uh good teams that were getting beat out like bonks and some of the um kcs ksc guys there were i mean there were some there you know some of the crack i mean there were some typhoon league teams that were on there and these teams were getting beat out and who was beating them the ones that switched over to this composition with the tier two destroyer paired up with that tier 10 uh battleship and so that's where my rules lawyer hat came on and i was thinking you know i'm almost of the frame of mind to maybe petition these guys and say hey you got y'all need to put that combo that's like you know like wargaming does hey we're gonna take the you know the petro pavlosk off the table for clamos because this was just an unbeatable combo it was and i don't know what the final results were today but it was hugely frustrating so some of the guys took it really bad and um felt really bad and i just want to put it out there you know and you tell them in person put out to anybody out there if you if you take a team (laughs) of of beer and pretzels guys and make it to a playoffs on anything you have far 
exceeded and 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 met your goals and so don't um don't take it bad on yourself i mean again we we i didn't even expect us to make that not because i didn't think we were good enough but just we were doing it for fun i mean we're not in it really for the win we're just kind of do it to say hey we you know we feel to the team but um overall would i do the tournament again absolutely i i would probably do i don't want to be on the planning side (laughs) (laughs) like like when we were calling out i i just want to show up and and sail my boat that's all i want to do i don't like doing the team calling and the you know the rules calling and the you know sign me up put my pirate merc flag on so just put me in my boat and point me which direction cap to go to absolutely i would do that again if i wasn't kind of doing the organizing thing but oh yeah don't forget it, we asked i had butters help us out too almost forgot about that yeah oh yeah yeah butters, Butter, butters stepped out yep, with us from too. our associate clan wpo mm-hmm. uh yeah butter came in in a pinch we needed a pinch hitter and he came in and and piloted the palmer for us and did an outstanding job and we ended up you know um winning the match but um yeah, so he did show up and help help us out too. But it was, it's been a fun experience. It's it's been a lot of fun. I, I tell you, I I had a lot more fun broadcasting <laughs> than I did some of the time uh, uh, playing. But that's just because I'm a ham when it comes to the microphone, I guess. But and with that, I will get off my get off the mic here. <laughs> well. Before we continue, a, a big round of applause for everybody that showed up and put forth the effort. So, uh, yeah, that's all done then. Uh, today was the last one. Was that the deal? Or are they still going? No, they're still, they're having their, I think the finals are tomorrow, I believe. That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Well, which was kind of be kind of dicey anyway, because if we would have made it, I know Mando wouldn't have been able to be there. Uh, Nightmare was hoping to be there, and <laughs> yeah, I was like, man, that would kind of suck if we uh, got to that point of okay, we made it all the way to the finals, and we don't have enough players. <laughs> well, that that's the one day I could have made it, <laughs> but I can't guarantee any wins. I'm not anywhere near as good as Mando and Butters and all those guys, so. But anyway, it would have been. Oh, fun. I'm not good. I just, I just <laughs> point in a straight line and click the button thing. And well, yeah, I got lots of buttons you know. to click. I will say that. So, <laughs> 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 all right. Well, let's let's move on to some dev notes. Well, I know you asked us about how your week was. How was your How was your week? Busy. Yeah, how was your week? Was your I, busy. I just drone on for twenty minutes. You and know, in my up over here so you, you, dr- you droned on for about 12 minutes i i have the timer going so you're good no worries <laughs> <laughs> um just kind of creeping in the background and nobody likes a creeper <laughs> you know i'm okay creeping you know <laughs> i'm per- perfectly fine with creeping i'm good with that <laughs> no my week was uh crazy i didn't get on didn't get to play a whole lot of games i did get on what was it last night night before last yeah it was the night before last uh, a couple of nights in a row there i was able to get on and uh try out some new ships that i had picked up and uh i had finished the i, I had posted in the in the uh our ships chat channel that i had finally completed the the run up this up the line to the top of the research bureau and i was able to purchase either slava or ohio and i posted to everybody that hey uh what do i do and uh on the way there and i'll save save that for a minute or two uh, on the way there 
I had been grinding those and in grinding those I'm looking all right how do I speed up the grind how do I make this happen because I yeah you spend a little here you spend a little there you move up you move down you know whatever you got well I had a bunch of doubloons still from the whole birthday deal you know where they double the amount you purchase so it gets you to say hey happy birthday spend some money but we'll give you a little bit more, you know, kind of a, hey, hey, thanks for spending some money and keep it coming our way. Well, I ended up doing that and I had some doubloons. So I was looking around and I'm like, all right, well, I can do this. And I'm like, oh, well, here I happen to have enough coal. So let me purchase a coal ship too while I'm at it. So I ended up picking up a coal ship. I ended up picking up uh, two ships uh, that I put into port. Um actually just the one and what happened with that is i ended up spending a few bucks on the or, or doubloons i should say on some old uh premium craig's marine crates and i figured you know there's potential for three ships in there i never get any of those let's see what happens well out of the five crates that i got i ended up getting all three of the ships that were in that bundle so ended up with a hipper which i you know promptly sold because I have no interest in that line and it was all oh, it was extra credits no big deal and a you know captain that was already a 10 I picked up the mines as well as the Palmer so I was a big fan of those took me a little while to save up some oh, credits to uh, goals, yeah yeah so I ended up with those uh, and with the dubs I had left over I went and I picked up a FR 25 the Italian destroyer. Uh, I want to say tier seven. I like my that ship. I don't know. I haven't quite worked it out yet. I've been on the water with it a few times. I'm still not a hundred percent. I still don't really know what the hell I'm doing in it. So it, it's a work in progress. I got to watch some videos if I'm going to put put it back in the water. Otherwise, it's going to be like so many of KJ's crews, uh, carriers rather, uh, that it's going to sit there and collect <laughs> dust. And I'm okay with that. You know, it wasn't, wasn't expensive. It was just, hey, I don't have a ton of Tier 7s that I love to play, so I'll add that to the list. But the big one I that I've been enjoying. I never get anything out of crate. I know. I and that was. Out of crate, my so. God, I know. I know. And you know what? <laughs> that still holds true, but I think maybe, maybe they have finally heard me that I finally, after all this time, I pick up a little bundle of crates and i end up with three ships right away so that was good hopefully that means my luck is changing because it went from complete zero to almost like a hundred <laughs> so hopefully it stays on the on the positive side i'm not i'm not going to hold my breath though we'll see um but in the coal shop i ended up buying the i whammy i like to call it the whammy it's the uh, uh, Tier 9 uh, Japanese battleship. And that's the one that we talked about on the show not long ago. And I have to say I'm having a blast in that ship so far. Uh, I've got the, the I don't remember what kind of mods and stuff that I put on it but off the top of my head. And I don't have the game running. But I will tell you, the guns are solid. I think they're 410s. The reload isn't terrible. It's in the mid-20s with the adjustments I've made to it. She's fairly slow, but I'll tell you what, in the game that we were in the other night, Mando and KJ, was it KJ that was with us or just Mando or both of you guys? I forget. Uh, could it have been Zalkri? Yeah, it could have been Zal. Could have been Zal and Mando. Because some reason he's putting in here that uh, <clears throat> you uh, stole his uh, <clears throat> I did not anything of the sort. <laughs> he died right away early, as I recall. 
It's like he didn't want to be in that game, so so I went out there and took out all the enemies for him. Um, <laughs> but but, but <laughs> no. <laughs> now we're gonna fight. I like that. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was funny because I was I was launching. I was getting. I ended up with like seven or eight citadels that match. And what was even better is it's they, this thing had the Shimikaze torpedoes. Twenty k doing oh twenty one uh, twenty one thousand damage every hit. And uh, we were going all the way across the board. We decided to push one cap turn and then shove our way through the other two and just kind of surround and and push and we were losing we were we were close on points and i don't remember how the points was going i mean we were close so i think we we're behind a little bit but we ended up grabbing the caps but we i just kept just pounding people with the citadels and well over two hundred thousand damage and a good chunk of that was my torpedoes because these battleships just kept chasing me and i had at towards the end of the match i had that john bart just kept chasing and chasing and chasing and he just kept coming at me so i kept slinging shots and shells at him and every so often when the torps would reload i'd chuck another load of torps at him and <laughs> And ultimately, I finished him off with Torps, and I ended up taking, uh, I don't remember if I took out the Lepanto with Torps, or or somebody got him before my shells hit him, but uh, at the end, uh, yeah, it was it was pretty dang awesome. I, I have to say that, that, that a Wami or Whammy was, was a lot of fun, so highly recommend that one, anyhow. Uh, but yeah, that was, that was my week. Hmm? Wait, when I'm Division with Cyber, <clears throat> I could tell he's having a good time, because I'm like, hey, you, you need some help back there? Nah. Nah, I'm good. I got this. <laughs> I got torpedoes out. He's he's gonna be hating life in about a minute. I got yep. this. I'm like, yeah, okay. I got this. He's he's toast. Any second, <laughs> you're gonna see him go. Dev strike. Yep. See, I told you, we're good. Oh, here comes another one. Yeah, I'm still good. good. I'm yeah. still good. It's all fine. Yeah. No, I I, re I remember that match because I think I was in a destroy. One of the rare times I think I was in a destroyer, or I was running a cruiser or something because we were I was coming around and I kind of left it. I'm like, you good? Nah, I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm like, did you got like two ships? They're chasing y'all. Come back. Nah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> That's how I could tell you were having a good time back. Then. Uh, I was, I, and I, I I can't remember the last time I was in a Japanese ship having that much fun. I have to say that that was a lot of fun, and and I was having so much fun that I got to tell all the listeners that Mando's like really the Owami. I might have to check that ship out. And I know what he's yeah, thinking. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cyber can do this good in it. Imagine what I can do in this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. I just like when I was sailing by an island, I'm like, okay, whatever, check the Lepanto, it's going to come out on your right. Like, you're like, nah, man, I got torps out already. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. As soon as he comes around, he's going to be hating life. Yeah. And he yeah. was. But <laughs> but you are correct. I went back into the coal shop and was like, oh, maybe I need to start picking this ship up because yeah. if he enjoys it, then uh, I definitely will too. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a fun ship. I, I enjoyed the, the daylights out of that one, but... Uh, it was good. It was a good night. How was, um, how's the dispersion on it? Not terrible. It's not bad at all. I mean, it, it, it's it's a battleship, but I mean, it seemed like, honestly, I have to say, most of the stuff that I, I fired at, there was one Citadel, I think, that came at somewhere around 17K, um, you know, longer distance. I want to say it, it reaches out to about 21. Um, but the rest of them, I think, were well within 12 and under. And it seemed like whenever I touched off that that those guns, they the the shells just kind of merged into almost one, and they just pounded the hull. It was great. 
was really sharp. I might have well, been just RNG. Now, now we know what happened to, to Nightmare Citadels today. Well, yeah. Yeah, he couldn't land a Citadel. I felt bad. I, and he was like, I'm bouncing shells. And he was in a Montana when we were in that tournament because we finally talked him into bumping up to a Montana. We got steamrolled in a match by a Montana and a bunch of lower ships. And we were, <laughs> and we were like, we got to try that combo because if we got steamrolled by it, it's got to be a pretty good combo. And so... Um, yeah, Nightmare went into the Montana, and he was like, "Nope, nothing. Overpens, nothing. Just he couldn't." Ricochets, ricochets, an entire, an entire yeah. salvo ricochet. I mean, all I think it was all eleven shells hit, mm -hmm. and they all ricocheted. Yeah. So whatever, yeah. whatever pixie dust or voodoo juju you threw up in the air, it came down and didn't land in his square. Well, he, he oh my gosh! <laughs> I will tell you, it was nothing that I found. It's something that I may have stumbled across, some sort of anomaly in in space and time that happened to smile on me at one time. And this, all the years I played this game, that that was a good night. It was a really good night. So I'll take it. It's probably never going to happen again, but. I'm I'm gonna take it and remember it fondly, <laughs> and that'll be the end of that. Oh, uh, let's get to the dev notes. I got some of those pulled up here, and really the only one that I really really wanted to hit was the new ships closed testing 11.8. And Manda, you had mentioned this uh, while we were doing our broadcast last week. In between, when we had our little you know five ten minute lulls in between team choices and whatnot, um, the uh, Japanese cruisers uh, coming out, and uh, there's a yeah, handful of them. Digging into those. Yeah. yeah. Well, good. You can jump in and, and, and speak up on some of this stuff. Um, really, the upcoming close testing session, new branch of Japanese light cruisers will be added to the game. Uh, the bullet points here state that they're medium range ships with a good firing range and starting from tier 8, a large number of main battery guns with an increased low reload time. These ships are also armed with torpedoes with high damage and range and also enjoy good ship concealment which allows them to retreat from bad engagements or if necessary stealthily approach enemies to get off, uh, get first shots off. Tier 5 and 6 have 152 main battery guns. Tier 7 are equipped with 155s. And the higher tier cruisers are armed with dual purpose 150s. These main battery guns of these ships fire HE and AP. Starting from 8, AP have low damage. All cruisers are equipped with powerful 610mm torpedoes with a wide launch angles and long range, but low speed. Um, low speed, they're talking mid-50s on most of them I've, I've looked. Uh, the torpedo tubes at Tier 7 and up will have turning mechanics previously introduced in the British battleships. Torpedoes can be fired at angles that torpedo tubes cannot physically traverse to. Immediately after launch, the torpedoes will turn to the chosen direction and then go in a straight line along the given course. Starting at Tier 6, Hydroacoustic Search, Defensive AA Fire, Consumables are available to choose from, and Fighter is available in a separate slot. For Tiers 9 and 10, the Repair Party Consumable is available. Um, so they talk a little, little bit. That's really the, the overview of it. Uh, you've got the Agano at Tier 5. Uh, small, fast, new generation, light cruiser, powerful torpedo armament, and moderate protection. Designed to lead destroyer and submarine flotillas. 
then we go down to the six is the Gokazi. Uh, development of the Agano-class uh, cruisers with enhanced gunnery, more powerful propulsion system, and increased speed. Uh, at Tier 7, we have the Omono. Uh, this one's armed with 12 long-range 155mm main guns with an extended reload time. The ship's anti-air systems have been strengthened by the use of effective 100mm dual-purpose mounts. That's something we haven't really seen from the Japanese fleet. Uh, having good AA, so that might be an interesting change. Uh, the Tier 8 Shimanto, this large cruiser has a powerful ar artillery armament, which is based in 15 dual-purpose 150 million battery guns. Uh, low damage of their AP shells and their long reload speed are offset by a large number of main battery guns, so my guess is shoot HE. Uh, they are Japanese after all, which usually set a lot of fires. The Takahashi at Tier 9 is a light cruiser, which uh, is a development of a previous project, but with enhanced anti-aircraft and torpedo armaments. And then the Yodo at Tier 10, this one's a light cruiser with a unique composition of main battery artillery, 18 dual-purpose 150mm guns located in 6 turrets, so <laughs> that's pretty crazy. Uh, then they've added a, a premium, Takachi. At Tier 7, a project to refit the Furitaka class by giving it a rapid-fire 127 dual-purpose artillery with a high muzzle velocity placed in six twin-gun turrets. It's rather modest in main battery caliber, however, in combat the ship can rely on powerful long-range 610mm torpedoes. Damage is less than that of the researchable cruiser Omono, however... Uh, it is compensated by a higher travel speed and shorter reload time. Torpedo reload booster is also available for the Takachi. Interesting. They got a little bit more uh, stuff written down there. But then they're adding a German cruiser, Admiral Schrader, or Schroeder, depending on where you're from, Tier 9. This project ship based on an idea from the late 20s regarding creation of high-speed battle cruiser armed with 305 millimeter guns and relatively weak armor which is funny because then in the next sentence they talk about the ship is well suited for medium distances due to its decent survivability not bad for cruiser armor as well as large caliber of its main battery guns and high firing accuracy um so it's got powerful, accurate secondary guns, long-range come into play, proprietary German hydroacoustic search, useful for uh, fighting torpedo attacks. It's good concealment, uh, able to quickly flank and take desired position thanks to the engine moves with improved characteristics. So, so there's some interesting ones. We also have a Sekiryu, uh, a super Japanese carrier. Yay, another carrier. Yay. Yeah, I, I knew you'd love that. <laughs> they just stop beating around the bush and just come out and call it tier 11. I think we would all be. I think so. Mm -hmm. these, the way these are powered, though, we could almost say 12 or 15s. I mean, there's a gap there, man. Some of these things are just way OP right now. And I, I'm personally a little tired of jumping in and seeing two in a match, you know, on both sides. That's a little much. Um,. Anyway, she's got high maximum speed, which allows her to quickly cover considerable distances and make swift raids on enemy ships. That's her big shtick. Um, anyway, they're adding a super battleship, yay, uh, Admiral Ushakov out of uh, Russia. 
Large ship, total displacement over 100,000 tons. One of the variants of the post-war Battleship Project 24 with nine 457mm guns making up its main battery. Uh, it follows after the Kremlin, having received its main features from the predecessor, a large stock of health points and powerful armor, which affects its maneuverability. Maneuverable. <laughs> if we remember that one. Uh, it has, oh, yeah. Has, has good accuracy at close range and a large number of secondary guns. And after the main battery, artillery is successfully zeroed in, combat instructions are in activated an alternate firing mode that provides a temporary boost in battle when combat instructions are activated the admiral ushakov receives plus 10 bonus to main battery range and a 30 percent reduction in the maximum dispersion of its main battery shells my god <laughs> which increases the ship's effectiveness at long distances and every other distance let me add that so uh I don't know. We got to talk the supers, but let's go back to these um, these Japanese cruisers. I gotta say, after talking a little bit about the Awami, I think these are the uh, these are basically the the tech tree version uh, of that Awami. It's got crazy torps. Uh, they pretty good firing guns, although that has a really really big time firing uh, heavy guns, four tens. I think it has. Uh, but it's got the, the shimmy torps, too. And by looking at these, they start, the torpedoes start down at 12K uh, distance. And they hit at roughly 20,000 damage for, per. Uh, as you go up, they go all the way up to nearly 24,000. And they reach all the way up to 15. So anywhere from 12 to 15K uh, that they can go. And uh, they are all slow in the 50s of, of knots. But... Still, you float them out there, you can do some damage. Um, Mando, you had some stuff to say on these. Why don't uh, Why don't you hit it? Yeah, I've been looking. Of course, the tier ten, the Yodo, of which from this point forward, I will always probably call it the Yoda. Yeah, I was thinking that too myself. It's, just, it's too easy to to Freudian up on that one. So the the Japanese tier ten, the Yodo. I want to put it in perspective to some of the people that play the game. Um, again, not. I, I like looking at numbers, but I like to keep it kind of simple. The tier eight Mogami. We all know the Mogami, right? So the Mogami uses one fifty five guns, um, and the Yodo is going to be using the one fifties. And when you look at the Mogami with with the base guns um max range of 15.7 but i want to talk about the reload because you're talking about these are 150 guns and you're and you're talking about guns that are going to be reaching out and i have the stats up for the yodo and and, and I'll, I'll, i want to say the, the right now the base range is 18 kilometers which is a long way for a light cruiser it's 18 kilometers the mogami shooting and this is just base stats mogami shooting the 155s is you got um, three by five, so you've got 15 rifles going down ranges every 10 seconds, and a dispersion of 131 meters every every 10 seconds. You've got 15 155 shells going down range with a 10% fire chance. And I'm going to switch back out. Um, I'm going to see if I can find. Here we go. The the Yodo, and I'm on a different gamer blog site. So the Yodo at tier 10 is going to be shooting the 150 millimeter guns base range this is base range remember you can add a range mod to this which will probably pump it up 
if you do the range mod to um, about what 20 kilometers that's why I don't do math in public but I, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna guess and put it out there to about almost 19 something in change almost 20 kilometers you've got six by three so that's 18 rifles I'm gonna say they get 18 one eight rifles going down range at almost you could put them out to almost 20 kilometers at 14 seconds so there's only a four second difference between the tier 8 mogami and this thing spitting out these shells and you might think 14 seconds is a long reload once you start adding captain skills once you start adding um adrenaline rush once you add the reload module once you add uh you know some other stuff you your that reload's going to come down to a good 10 11 seconds i think once you start adding in all all the bonuses and all that so you're talking about um almost 20 kilometers out that you can reach out with 18 rounds at a salvo going out down to almost about 11 seconds and the sigma on these things are 2.05 which is that's like yamato sigma they're going to be deadly accurate at long range um the base concealment is like 12 base concealment is 12 kilometers if you throw these things are going to be sneaky they're going to be it's to me it's like a wooster but on steroids i am really excited about this line because i like the light cruiser um nothing nothing says haters are going to hate when i show up on a colbert and and i love it because it's exciting because once you once you spawn in on a colbert every single gun on that map is pointed at you so it's a challenge to stay alive because you got to dance 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 but the colbert puts out such a but those are like 127 we're talking 150 millimeters Mm -hmm. that's going to be you know spitting out on on this thing so when you, you you chain fire each one chain fires there's only going to be you know seven or eight seconds in between each salvo going out down range shell velocity 930 meters per second so these are rail guns going yep. down it's going to yep. have a, a long flat trajectory now these of course everything's in testing but um i'm excited about these unfortunately the downside to this is there's going to be quite a few ships that are gonna, that, that are going to start getting power crept uh the wooster the Nevsky is going to start getting power crept. Um, maybe even the Des Moines because the Des Moines just does not have the range. If you, it, now I know Wooster, there's a build you can put on the Wooster with the spotting aircraft that you can get out to almost 20 kilometers. But the float time on those shells, it's just they're just hanging up in the air. You know, 15, 16, 17 seconds. Well, these things. On on that, I, I have to disagree a little bit on on, on a ship okay. like the Des Moines being power crept by this line specifically. Uh, we just covered these things fire on rails. They're not going to even though they're longer distance, they're not going to be able to sit on an island and launch up and over. They're going to hit that island. These things are flat. They're they may be longer distance, but they're flat firing. They may be pretty accurate, and they're going to start fires yeah. really good. But I don't see them replacing a, such as the Des Moines that can launch up and over, and uh, and come there. And the other thing is, Des Moines is a lot better armored than these. These things start at 13 millimeter plating down oh, at yeah, five, oh, yeah. and they work yeah. their way up, and they hit a max of 25, and go all the rest of the way at 25, all the way up to 10. So these things are going to need to be sneaky, and they're going to need to hide, and they're going to need to stay at range as the best they can, because if they get spotted and they take one shot, they're gone. So they're going to have to be have to be very stealthy. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, no, all, all valid points, um, but I, I see, I, I will stick to my guns and say a couple of the other ships, the Wooster, 
oh and, yeah and the nevsky yeah. will will get a little bit of power creep on these things sure um, because the wooster has almost the same armor um i was in my wooster uh last night because i just reset research bureau going up the line and it was not fun in a wooster anymore because by the time I had, but you know, by the time I got into range, I was getting targeted across the board by everything, and the Wooster's not quite as maneuverable as some of these other lighter ships. But um, I, I see, I'm looking at my Magic Eight Ball and reading the tea leaves that showed up in my coffee cup today, and uh, the foam in my beer, and I'm I'm seeing maybe a little bit of meta shift. It, it seems that that. Uh, you know, wargaming is is shifting the the long range. If you think if you think Friesland and Groningen is bad, wait till you see these things hit hit the game board. You're going to get really frustrated with them. I, I just I see them being a lot of fun, a very high risk, high reward, and and I like that gameplay. Yeah, I would I would I would kind of agree with you in that there is a is a, seems to be a shift going on from something that I absolutely hated, which was the constant, constant stream of fire coming from these ships that reload every three seconds, hide in smoke, and don't have any damn torps. Now we're going to ships that are super, (laughs) super paper thin. They're like cardboard ships out there just waiting to take a shot, and they're done. And they may even sink just when they get too wet. Who knows? Um... But these things can reach out and hit you. They don't have a... I mean, they're 15, 14 second reloads, so it's not terrible. But when you look at the amount of torps that a lot of these boats now are going to start spitting out, I mean, every one of these is going to be able to, as it's moving away, it takes a couple of shots, starts a fire or two, turns away, launches a whole bunch of torps into an area and denies the entire cap as those 15Ks are floating across. And that's... uh, I, I'm good with more torpedoes. The only torpedoes I don't like to see in the water are the dang submarine torps because those are the ones that keep pounding oh, you. One, two, three, four, yeah. five. It's like getting hit by a hornet's nest. They all hit you. Uh, it's it's horrible. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I think I agree with you, and there's a meta shift. But go ahead, KJ. I was going to say, I'm excited for this line for, for one reason and one reason only. <clears throat> And I it's just put somewhere. it in. A, nope. And I just put it in our, our group chat there. I'm excited because that means that that guy's coming back. Think so? Think the Kitakami's he, coming back. The, the, Kamika- the, the Kitakami's coming back. back. Yes. It's a light cruiser that does nothing but does what? Oh, this thing is a torpedo factory. This is the torpedo boat. The forty. Yes, the forty well? torpedo boat. <laughs> That is an oh, interesting yeah. take. Yeah, that very well could be the case. Because now you've uh, got the light cru- you got the light cruiser line that this would have to fall under. That means I, that this guy's coming back. I have a screenshot um, when they were testing these. What was it last year? Mm-hmm. And it was a meme division of three testers, and there were three Kitakamis in a division, and I went up against going up against them. Um, I have a screenshot where the entire and you'd think I photoshopped it. The entire screen was filled with torpedo triangles coming out like mm-hmm. an entire i'm not talking like you know going down the eight line like the seven eight nine ten line was filled border to border shoulder to shoulder to shoulder with, with torpedoes wave after wave and they were oh yeah they were firing them in waves it, it was ridiculous i don't know mm-hmm. i don't think kitakati is going to make it kitakami oh, 
it's I don't that's, think it's, they've been trying to bring it back for a while and I think this is going to give them the ability to do that because they're going to have it down here now. Will it come back as a research bureau or something like that? I'm I'm guessing it's probably going to be something like that. <laughs> but I mean, you look at it; it's paper thin, but it can shoot off forty torpedoes. Maybe. Jeez. Maybe. <laughs> is that your I, boat? What that one? I wish it was mine. That's <laughs> that's my <laughs> ultimate. That's my ultimate DD cruiser. No, it's in the I you know one of the extended. Uh, 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 tech tree view. I can see the upcoming soon tech tree, uh, the upcoming ships that are in product, you know, possibly coming. AJ has a screenshot of this that he put inside <laughs> that National Geographic that he takes into the restroom when he goes yep. and does his business. It's like a centerpole yep. to him. <laughs> I mean, look at those. I mean, to me, that's the ultimate, that's the ultimate DD right there. <laughs> <laughs> Open Look at those pages of, of Better Homes and Gardens, and KG, KG's got a picture of the Kitakami stuck to the middle. <laughs> oh, yeah. Big fan of that. I mean, its base detectability is 10.3 kilometers. Yeah. Well, I have to For dial that back a little bit. Knock it down. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that that's uh, that's going to be a fun boat. That is going to be a fun boat. I, I just hope can't wait. that the Kitakami is nothing but, like when you look at the armor scheme, it's yes. nothing but just a big citadel. Like the whole thing's oh, just a citadel. <laughs> it's it is. It pretty much is. I mean, it's it's. Uh, let's see what's it got listed here. Sixteen millimeter on the nose. Uh, belt armor is sixty five. Yeah. So I mean, it's there, there's not much to it. This thing's super paper thin. Well, let, let's not forget when you do have a ship that's extremely paper thin, and you've got nothing but high end ships with giant guns. They're going to overpen constantly See, unless okay, they all so switch that, to HE. So <laughs> you're going to be all right. You might be able to take a little bit. In my Smolensk, when I'm in a Smolensk and there's anything tier ten battleship on the other side, I go flat broadside to them. Because with very few exceptions, I will always get overpenned and, and maybe a few full pens, but I, I never, ever, ever get – because they overpenetrate. All those 457, you know, 16-inch shells and higher, it all overpates through the small ends. Go flat broadside to it. It'll go right through you. <laughs> well, so there's, a, there's a picture for the Citadel. Yeah. It, yeah, that's... It's pretty much the entire no. side. It needs the yeah. whole thing needs to be a citadel. Look it is. High. It's like <laughs> I mean, from the deck down. It is yes, one it big. Is. Yeah. No, they need to add. They need to extend that out to, like, I'm talking bow to like eat underneath the, the the gun turrets. Spit it out, Mando. Underneath the gun turrets, they need to widen that thing up. <laughs> Let's uh, powder keg. Let's uh, <laughs> let's change it up here and, and and hit this. Hang on. The bleeps. The sweeps. And the creeps. <laughs> All right, and, and and in this this section is a little bit something different this this week, and and i touched a little bit on it earlier when i was telling you how my week went because you guys were poking at me to say it so um as i was regrinding my research bureau points and working my way up and resetting lines and doing all that stuff i i, I took notice that 
you know, when you come back after a couple of a couple of weeks being so busy, and you really get into the game, and you start, all right, these economic bonuses, these camos, and and Mando, you and I had talked about these camos, and that they're completely worthless now, so you don't have to worry about naked ships anymore. So we sell them all and get some credits out of them anyway. Um, but the economic bonuses, I I had to say when I I, I put the you know I, I made sure the the higher ones were on the ships that I was regrinding to speed up the process, and I have to say that tremendously increased my my uh, process of of moving up all the way up the research bureau or or the line that I was grinding back up to the top, and I I was really surprised that that worked out very well like that, and and I wanted to get your guys' take on on what do you think, now that we've had a a week or two or three weeks, however long it's been since they've made that change with the economic bonuses and the camels and what little tweaks they made there, I guess this was really a little tweak, it was more major, Um, what do you guys think so far? You like them, you hate them, or they, you found another way to benefit like I did, or where are you at with those? Uh, I don't know. Call me old-fashioned. I like the old, I like the old way better, uh, just because of the fact that the camo was unique. You know, I mean, because you had to kind of pick: do you want more credits? Do you want more captains? Do you want more XP? Do you want more? Th- you you kind of. I mean, I know you can do the same thing with the economic bonuses and stuff like that. But I had, I didn't mind it being tied to the to the uh, the camouflage and the benefits that you got off of it because I, I I enjoyed it I liked it, but you know some people like the system new system better I mean again some people like the new carrier system better I like the old carrier system better, um, but I mean it is what it is I'll get used to it I don't like where they now put the flags because they put flags now or signals now with the equipment which it's. To me, it's the most stupidest part in the world because it's exterior. It should go with the exterior where it was before with the freaking flags. But no, <laughs> that's my gripe for that. But anyway, I, I don't really have a major way either way. It's fine. I just liked it better with the camo being tied with the camo because it made the camo <sighs> kind of mean something as far as... Um, <sighs> I guess I just had a habit of, you know, if I had a ship that I wanted, really wanted to keep, which, of course, you know, I guys do, I would go ahead and buy the permanent camo for it. So I had right. tons and tons of the, the special camos, but I would still use the special camos for certain things, for like clan battles or whatever, that I could get some extra bonuses out of using those particular camos for, mm-hmm. you know, those particular events. Now it's like, okay, well, I'm running short on, on credits. So now I just sell four or 500 camos and, okay, now I've got, you know, Hundred million credits again now. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Great. I, I agree. I, I feel. I feel the camo system, the the economic bonus, the the whole system there needed a little bit of an overhaul. However, right. I, I, even though I like the economic bonuses and see how that turned out, I, I kind of enjoy that. I'm a little disappointed in that the camos are now worthless. Um, they're just bling. Right. That's all it is. It's like, eh, mm-hmm. you know, what good is it? You know, I mean, you, you, you put lipstick on a pig, you know, at least it looked pretty. I mean, I, you know, that was used to be the, the thing I get out there and something like a Tallinn and have that super awesome camo on it. And people are like, Hey, where do you get the camo? Oh, I don't remember, but it was a really awesome camo you get compliments on it. Yeah. But the ship still sucks, but Hey, at least I look pretty when I'm sinking, you know, now they're all gray. Every one of them is gray in my port now, um, and the uh, premium 
camos that I bought up for those ships are kind of worthless now. So, yeah. I mean, they do give a small benefit, but it's not much. And, and I don't know, I, I feel a little bit let down there. But overall, I guess the system is a little bit better. To me, I feel it's better than what it was. Um, I just, I'm not 100% sold on it. But I will say for, for grinding research and regrinding lines, being able to pump, pump the economic bonuses and tweak them a lot easier on those ships that you're grinding or regrinding, I should say, did help quite tremendously for me uh, in regrinding some lines the other day. So, Mando, what do you think? Yeah, I personally, I had mixed feelings about the old economic system. I wasn't a big fan of it with the camos because I I wanted to get a bonus for my ship. I mean, who doesn't, you know, hey, this one's got a 200% you know, free XP bonus, great. But now I look like a freaking Pokemon, you know, with <laughs> a yellow, you know, school bus. Who wants to look yeah. like a yellow school bus going into battle? <laughs> I know. The, you know I know. Guys. Nobody. So, um, yeah, nobody. Uh, you know, or a Pokemon with those, whatever. Now, there are some aftermarket camos. And again, on, on one hand, I sling that mud. But the other hand, I'm the one who has all the 40K chips. So, right. I mean, there's, you know, I, I so I'm glad that they changed it because I want to be able to pick and choose what my bonuses are. And it allows me to independently pick the aesthetic pleasing camo and some of them are, are you know historical that they have you know some of the kriegsmarine uh, german right. ones and stuff but um now i'm a research bureau. we all know that i'm a research bureau grinder in fact i just unlocked two research bureau ships this week because i had enough research points built up and i was going back through um and i was noticing that on tier seven and higher actually tier six and higher with the 50 percent bonus when I pump up the um, the ship XP bonus, uh, I on the first battle of the day with a victory, I was pulling in 20 to 25k ship experience on a single battle, which was unheard of before. Maybe 10 to 12, you know, on a good battle with over 100k damage. And I'm talking, I'm going to use my Cleveland for example. Uh, Cleveland um, with the new system the new economic system i'm 18 to 20k in a battle where i do about 50k damage and sink one boat on a victory i'm pulling in almost 20k experience and for to get the cleveland up to the seattle is only like 160,000 um ship experience and so i actually ground the cleveland in one evening now i enjoyed that um but i almost think it was almost a little bit too much maybe i don't know i see maybe wargaming dialing it back and adjusting a little bit in the future but it was really nice especially for the veteran players or anybody that's doing research bureau to kind of quickly um usually when i would regrind like tier eight it would take me about a week tier nine a week week and a half i i was i was ground through my tier eight in one one night i mean it only took me about 10 or 12 battles to get through the the Cleveland, which is on a on a different note, is still a magnificent ship, even at tier eight, um, and it was OP at tier six. But um, so yeah, I enjoy I'm enjoying the new economic bonuses. I think the Missouri, for those of us have the original old school Missouri, I, I think the Missouri is kind of got left behind. I I think it's still making about the same amount of credits as before, but now I have other premium ships that are. Um, making almost as much you know when i and let me put i'll put the numbers out my missouri 
used to be 1.1 mil or 1 million, 100,000 on a good, decent battle with a win. Um, now my Missouri is doing about 1.5 million, but I have other ships that I can pull a million credits in a battle with a victory and if I do really well. So it, I, I think the Missouri got its luster um, is is got kind of left behind. So for those of us that spent you know, free XP on it way, way, way back in the day. It's kind of, mm-hmm. but you know, we all knew that was going to come with time anyway. I don't think, um, but the good news is for those of you, if you can find a few premium ships to do that, uh, most of your tier, tier nines and tier tens, if you can do actually tier nines, I would say would be the best, the best economic for making credits a game would be your tier nines, tier tens, your, your, your upkeep, your post battle, um, bookkeeping is, is kind of a little bit more expensive, but, um, Anyway, I'm droning on and on. Overall, I, I enjoy the change. I think it was a great positive change, and it's definitely made almost almost easy mode to grind through ships now. Almost easy mode, not quite there, but almost easy mode. Yeah, I just noticed something I didn't hadn't hadn't noticed before because I hadn't looked at it. But my military month contributor award flag that I paid for that was supposed to give me bonuses. Nope, it's built into the the into the merits now. Yeah, baked in. That's crap. I'm sorry. That's not what I paid for on that. Yeah. So there's a few a few things that that got um, I don't know swept under the carpet or kind of sucked into the you know. But you got to have been in the game for a long, long, long time, like us, old guys sitting on the couch with our bifocals to remember back. I mean, you you got one like that too, not for for the military thing too, didn't you? No, I have a veteran flag that I got because right. I'm I've been identified as a veteran through the when they had the ID me program. Right. right. Yeah. You, yep. you can yeah a verified veteran, so you got that veteran flag, but there's no bonuses on it. Because uh, I know that there was that one, this one, and then they had the the other flag, the uh, uh, the beta tester flags that actually had some bonuses attached to it as well. If I were thought, if I remember correctly. Yeah. I'm, gu- I'm guessing all of those have now been swept away, which I'm sorry, that's wrong. Yeah, some sort of compensation I think would have been better that way. At least something. Uh, let's get into the premium ship showcase. So let us do... do we have time or no? We got all the time in the world. Do you need to go to bed soon, do you? Uh, I didn't think so. <laughs> we're yeah yeah we're gonna continue we got we got stuff to do so all right hang, hang tight let's see let me click this one he's all yours bounty hunter giggity, 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 giggity. all right a little added excitement there at the end have at it our premium ship showcase so this week premium ship is we're going to be covering the mains wasn't quite sure if we had covered it in a past um, episode, and if we did, I'm gonna tell y'all. Even if we did cover it in a past episode, which I'm pretty sure we didn't, it's it's worth it. It is that good of a ship that it, I don't mind covering it again. This is a tier eight um, Kriegsmarine slash German premium that you can get, um, and uh, uh, it, it is a. 
I don't want to call it a light cruiser, but it's it's in on that kind of light cruiser-ish class. It was a uh, project cruiser, what they call Cruiser K, developed in the mid-1930s based off the Admiral Hipper hull. The difference being is that they mounted the 150-millimeter guns on it as compared to the Admiral Hipper or the Prince Eugen, which does have the 203-millimeter guns in um, four four turrets two rifles per turret the mains has got four turrets with three rifles per, per turret so there's 12 rifles total and let me tell you something the mains is um under the right captain specs she can put out um some really really good numbers but before we do that let's get into the armor um uh, pretty standard light armor as far as for a light-ish cruiser class she does have an underwater citadel well the citadel kind of pokes up a little bit maybe at the water line but here's the kicker the citadel is angled it's kind of like a mock turtleback and so you have 40 millimeters of angled citadel armor which as we all we've talked about before in the german armor scheme it's really great up close at a distance you're still going to catch you know rounds that are coming coming down um especially the the u.s navy rounds which kind of hang in the air and then drop straight down on you so they'll still go through your decking but um Getting back up to the hull and up to the bow, 25 millimeter bow. Um, she does have somewhat of what I call a quasi 40 millimeter um, icebreaker on the bow, torpedo baffles. Let's talk about the deck and the case meaning 27 millimeter decking armor, which means on your higher tier battles, you are going to suffer from uh, high explosive round uh, full penetrations, especially from. Um, secondary battleships that have ifhe spec because remember i always keep talking about that ifhe you, you want to get it over that 32 32 millimeter threshold well with a 27 millimeter deck if you have ifhe on an, on another ship even those secondaries will start punching holes through your decking so something you kind of want to watch out for guns really fragile only 80 millimeter um, front plate on the guns let's talk about the guns 150 millimeter these are basically the same guns that are used on the Nuremberg. There's just a whole lot more of them. She does have a really nice ABXY turret configuration, reload time of six seconds, maximum dispersion of 143 meters, and a max range with captain skills and modules of 17.5 kilometers. So she can really uh, reach out. Gun velocity on your high explosive and your armor preaching rounds is 960 meters per second so she she's got really good flat trajectories of course that will work against you she's definitely not an, an island hugger um she's built for um more open water gunboating maneuverability base speed 32 knots you can pump that up to like 33 34 with speed flag rudder shift time i always talk about my 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 um rudder shift target that i want to get to is 10 point or a 10 second rudder shift if you can get to a 10 second rudder shift you're good with the rudder shift mod it drops it down to about eight seconds i actually run the speed um or the um acceleration mod on this one because i am doing more open water stuff so i want to be able to stay maximize the ship at, at her firing range of 17 kilometers and throttle juke that back and forth and we'll talk about that tactics here in a minute uh concealment conceal mod uh, you can get her concealment down to 12 kilometers which is not that great it's enough to get you in towards the battle but once again um make sure you stay back and maximize your 17.5 kilometer base rate let's talk about the torpedoes she's got um 
four by four launchers, uh, which is so she's got two launchers on each side. These are Hindenburg torpedoes, guys. Hindenburg now standard torpedo range of six kilometers, sixty four knots. But these are Hindenburg uh, torpedoes that are um, spitting out. And so if you manage to get into range where the uh, mines can reach out with the torpedoes and, and touch you on them, they're going to put out some really good damage and when i'm talking about a tier eight uh torpedo damage the the thirteen thousand per torpedo times four so you have the potential of putting out about 50k damage coming out on the side so if you're closing with or happen to catch a mains up close be careful of those torpedoes um going back to the guns one thing i would like to mention is <clears throat> the mains falls under the german um high explosive battery rule meaning that the high explosive has what we like to call baked in ifhe skill it's a one quarter penetration or one in four one quarter versus the the one sixth or i believe it's one six kj is it one one six i think is the standard correct i think it's one sixth yeah one six so you basically what that means is you have built in ifhe which means you don't have to to um spec it going back and looking at my guns with um so with my captain skills 150 millimeter guns your base penetration is going to be 38 millimeters and so again going back to that 32 millimeter threshold meaning with the mains my main guns can probably on most battleships not all of them but most battleships and heavy cruisers my main guns with high explosive is going to be you're going to be getting full high explosive penetrations because it's got that 38 millimeter one and quarter um german high explosive rounds that are on there so that that is baked in you don't have to spend the four points or three points whatever it is and you can you can you know put that up into um different uh spend those points into a different category taking a look at the equipment i have mine set up with slot one main armament slot two engine room protection slot three aiming system slot four talk about propulsion mod and slot five concealment mod i do have you can run the option of defensive aa fire or hydro search i do run the hydro search if you're running defensive aa fire i, I you're wrong because it's not going to do anybody good on on the mains it's got aa defense it's rated at a 70 79 but you got to remember as a tier eight you're going to be going up against tier 10 ships and if you run it if you're in a game with tier six yeah you'll be able to, to basically fight off um air attacks if you're in a tier eight with multiple carriers or a tier 10 match you're not going to be fighting anything off so stick with your torpedoes um run a captain uh, as with all my captains i run radio location it's pretty much a staple on my um high skill captain's radio location and because another a captain skill that i recommend because your your concealment you're going to you're going to get down to 12 kilometers as i run top grade gunner which um allows my my main battery reload, reload time it's minus eight percent so in a pinch my main guns are getting down to like a almost almost a five second reload which is that's a lot of rounds that you're putting down range uh play style we'll wrap it up play style then i'll turn it back over to you guys play style uh open water she's really good at open water use your um acceleration mod 
I like to run at about half throttle and just start fire spamming something the instant I do. This is a good captain skill that I like to invest in, which is the incoming fire alert, which basically is going to flash up that there's um, incoming fire coming at me. Is anything at a distance of more than four and a half kilometers. So I get the little alert, you know, beep, beep, beep that goes up on my screen. I know something's shooting at me. I know that I can immediately um, hit the acceleration at 17 and a half kilometers, you're more than likely to be able to accelerate, especially out of a battleship. Some ships are, it's, you know, it's a lot harder, but you can accelerate out, basically accelerate. And what I do is turn into the shell arc, accelerate and turn in, make your profile a little bit smaller. Um, and then they have a tendency to overshoot you. Once in a great while, you're going to run into a captain who's going to be able to watch your smokestack. Or if I'm running, and they'll be able to comp, you know, Kentucky windage. But or if I'm running at full throttle and I get the incoming fire alert, same thing. I will actually throw it in full reverse, steer into the fire, um, and it allows me to cut that that basically a sharp turn. And it usually is enough to juke off a battleship. But the key to that, guys, is you got to stay at range. Use that 17 and a half kilometer range um, to your advantage. I made the mistake, I forget what map it was on, where I decided, you know, I'm going to kind of float around in the middle and stay stationary and try to lob some stuff. And that was the biggest mistake I ever made in the mains. Uh, I got it immediately taken out. So my secret to success, my super rocket formula is stay moving, use that throttle acceleration, stay at max range, and put that HE to work. Make make that he work for you so that's what i have on my play style guys and i'll turn it back over to you hmm. well you know me i go to i go up close i i highlight i island hop with the thing i have the secondary slot with the extended radar uh, hydro and so the you know of course i have the consumable with the hydro and you know that gives me my my consumable time of 158.4 seconds so I use it more most of the time as a, is for like hunting DDs, getting rid of the DDs, you know, trying to hide in the islands, get in and out of those. Uh, I don't really, I don't have the acceleration on. I have the steering gears on. So yeah, yes, it does get me down to 8.4 uh, seconds on, on steering, but it helps me navigate in those tight corners and those tight islands and try to get on the kind of the fringes of that. And like I said, I try to use it as getting rid of those DDs as quickly as power as, as I can, because those 150s will eat through them pretty quick. And then once all the DDs are gone, then I can, like you kind of do, kind of try to do some open water shooting and, and, and hide like that. But that's primarily how I play it, is I try to get up close and get rid of those DDs, hide, you know, hunt them down. You know, I play DDs a lot. I know how annoying and how, how pain in the butt they are. <laughs> so I usually, again, that's why I, if I'm playing a cruiser, that's my number one goal. Get rid of the DDs because those, those are me. So that's, that's how I usually play it. I play it, I play it up close and use that hydro to my advantage to just keep them spotted. They, they smoke up just kind of like what I would do with the T61. Um, and, and as we know, the T61 is a good DD hunter down for tier six. Uh, they, they smoke up, I charge in, hit hydro and see what happens right on well i gotta say uh i just picked it up in a crate just a handful of days ago and i've had it out i i, I don't even remember what i put on it I, I got it set up i looked at what it was and said you know let's give it a whirl see what it see what happens and i think i've only got it wet two or three times so i gotta say i'm enjoying the living daylights out of it um the you know I I've I've learned to play cruisers a little bit more um, angling like crazy watching where everything is coming from because all it takes is one salve and you're gone 
So you have to be smart about driving one of those. You're going to get spotted easier than a destroyer. You don't have the armor that a battleship does. But what you can do, if you can manage to angle properly and do some throttle juking, and I think I went with the steering mod as well um, to get that down somewhere in the eights as well. Um, but I, I've been that that uh, what is it, 38, 39 millimeter HE penetration, unbelievably mm -hmm. good. That stuff you just keep spamming and spamming, and, and even if you're not starting fires, you're doing a lot of damage by that stuff actually hitting the deck and breaking right through the deck. It's it's unbelievable. It, it's it's been a lot of fun so far in that ship. I I'm very happy to have it, and uh, I look forward to playing many more matches with it. Yep, mains is available in the um, premium shop. Just looked at it; for, it's forty-five dollars or doubloon equivalent. Um, if you're lucky enough to get it into a crate, um, I this is one of the ships. Knowing now that I've had it in my port for a while, of course, I played the sister ship, which is the forty k, which is the Cross of Dorn. Same ship, same everything. It's just a different paint job on it. I'm just a forty k Warhammer forty k um, nerd, so that I always play the Cross of Dorn. But um, <laughs> This is one of those ships that I actually would not mind spending money on, just like paying cash in the cash shop for. I know we've got a lot of guys in the clan that, um, well, not a lot, but a, a, quite a few that have the ship and they really enjoy her. Um, and KJ, it's interesting you brought that up with because I never would have thought, and I'm looking at back at the armor scheme thinking, yeah, you know, um, just knowing my luck because I, I pull a Mando and eat torpedoes like they're free sandwiches mm -hmm. at a subway shop we know um, yeah it, it, uh, um, she does have that six kilometer hydro and so i do know so when i run open water i will try to go for those um destroyers that like to come down the one line or the 10 line because with the radio locate and then as soon as i get them you know i get i'm like a shark in the reef as soon as i smell that blood in the water i go straight for them once you do get a destroyer um, and get one spotted, those are you got rail guns. You've got right. um, four turrets, 960 me. I mean, those are rail guns going and mains hurts. Yes, um, <clears throat> I have been destroyer. caught by several of them. That's why when I play yeah. it, I play it just like I get get smacked on with those. That's why I, I kind of try. You know, like I said, it's I play it kind of like I would play the Atlanta, except I just don't have the arcs, so I have to be careful right. what islands I get behind or play the peekaboo game where I can get out with the front set of guns. I may not be able to get everything out, but at least I can get something downrange. Um, but try to stay as hidden as much as possible, and, and just keep those keep the DDs hydroed. And, and it, it, for me, it works. But that's again, that's how I, I enjoy playing it. I I did get a personal message earlier this week, like, "Hey, Mando, how come you weren't using the mains in the tournament?" And of course, going back to the tournament rules, it's, it's they they went on a really cool. It was a really unique point system, and we just so the answer to that is that I we couldn't afford the points on too many premium ships because then we wouldn't have had points left over to you know some other stuff but if the points of the tournament would have allowed i definitely would have taken a mains over a, a lot of other stuff when i want to have fun and I'm, i'll wrap this up and i'll shut up again get off the mic when i want to have fun like when we all get together hey guys we're doing tier eights tonight and i just want to have fun in a fun ship mains is the ship that i go to or cross the door that's the one that I go to and go, you know what? This is just a fun ship. I just have a blast in it. Win or lose, uh, this is my fun ship that I like to go to. So two big thumb, two big mandos up for me. For the I can definitely attest to that. I've, we've seen it many times. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, why don't we turn and and, and wrap this all up and, and head to parting shots. KJ, we will start with you. Uh, well, not a whole lot for Wargaming. Um, I mean, Wargaming's Wargaming. Uh, but I do want to give a shout out to um, the Clash of the Classes and uh, JD and Hold My Beer and Don and all those guys that put that together. Heck of a job. Great. And it was fun. It was a lot of fun. Um, hopefully you, we didn't embarrass ourselves too terribly much that you guys invite us back for next year. <laughs> um, I don't know about how you guys thought we did with the podcast, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, the stream feeds or the casting and, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know how you guys thought we did. I thought we did okay. I thought we did fine for our first time, not knowing what we were doing. Um, I rather enjoyed it. So uh, like I said, I hope we get to, to do it again. And that's really all I got. Oh, um, I'd probably for you guys, uh, you know, so you guys know, not necessarily the listening audience, but for our, for our guys, uh, I'll mostly be out of town all next week, so I probably won't be around a whole lot. Um, I'm not sure exactly when we're going to get together for our next cast, um, but I should hopefully be back home Friday evening, I believe. So okay. I don't know if you guys want to look at something for Friday or Saturday, whichever day. Or Sunday, whichever. It would probably be Sunday for me, which might mean that Mando won't be there. I don't know. Or he'll have okay, to yeah. have to connect from his bunker. Yeah, I might have to hotwire the bunker. We'll figure it out. Time. Otherwise, otherwise Mon- Monday night's out. a possibility as well. So we'll figure something out. We always do. But that's really all I got for this week anyway. Okay, Mando, what do you got? I, well, like I mentioned, I picked up two uh, two research bureau ships, um, and the re- and there's a point I'm going to bring this up. It's, it's usually I always say there's going to tell you all that to tell you all this. Um, I picked <laughs> up the Sevastopol. I've been waiting for that one to come out, and I was a little skeptical at first because it's got the um, reduced, not reduced, but the limited repair party charges or i'm not repair party limited damage control and so i I, it's kind of you know like the russian battleships you only get so many um but uh and i have a the the siegfried is kind of another because the sevastopol uses it looks like a siegfried basically it's it's a it's a battle cruiser with 15 inch guns and so i was still kind of because i'm like you know i've already got the siegfried same play style I couldn't have been further from the truth. And so there'll be more. Um, I'm really happy with the Sevastopol uh, with the research. The second ship that I wanted to pick up, emphasize, highlighted, underlined, stomped my foot, wanted to pick up was the Vampire 2. And I pressed the button, uh, want to purchase whatever Vampire 2, and then I looked and the Druid showed up on my port. So somehow, some way, in between beer chugging and whiskey drinking, <laughs> I clicked the wrong button. And so I somehow ended up with the druid in my port now if that happens to you guys you put in a customer support ticket um don't play any games on it put in a customer support ticket explain hey i hit the wrong button i meant to do this and this the instant you put any camouflages flags signals take it into a battle they won't refund the ship to you so it's been sitting in my re- my port i've spun the camera around did a walk around on it it's nice and shiny and pretty zero games i haven't even opened it up to look at modules i i'm afraid to touch it i put in my customer support ticket it's been 48 hours and damn it ouija changed my ship around i asked for a refund or asked him to swap me out for the vampire too so i was hoping to be going because i really like the daring 
Um, and the Vampire 2 is supposed to be less torpedoes, more more pew-pew shooty guns, and so that kind of fits my destroyer play style. So, yep, I haven't got my Vampire 2 yet, but the Druid looks real pretty sitting in my board right now. Um, and I'll wrap up. Uh, big shout-out, Clash of Classes. I know that's been kind of on the radar the last couple episodes, and we had our special coming out. Again, non-sequitur, um, Hold My Beer, JD, thanks for putting that on. We broadcasted. Um, I don't know when our chat bands will be lifted after the broadcast, but <laughs> you know we had a good time with the broadcast. Uh, we learned a lot. It was definitely a teaching moment, learning experience for us. First time we ever commentated. Um, and uh, as far as being a player in the tournament, we never thought we would have made it as far as we did. We are extremely happy to make the playoffs the lads did a great job um and i would be more than maybe you'll see a mando merc in the next tourney i'll just kind of float around if we don't do a a podcast team or i'm hoping some of the lads in the clan will 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 do a team uh if anybody's listening put four guys together or gals or you know two guys and, and two pets whatever you got um do do a team it's free it's open to anybody it doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of time and a whole lot of fun so yep hats off to the clash of clans guys and those are my Pardon classes me. did i say clans it happens it happens it happens and of classes yeah there we go the clash other the other thing do we do we have a challenge for the mains oh yeah let's throw a challenge out um yeah. you know we're, we'll go back to old school let's go for highest damage in a single random match random match got to be careful in a single random match we'll go with highest um let's go the the most amount can we do he high explosive damage the yeah. highest amount yeah let's do that we'll do the highest um high explosive damage in a single random match winner send your results in the full broadside at uh, gmail.com winner 2500 dubs let's nice. do that we'll throw that throw that challenge out there right on well that's that's that then uh it was funny that you were talking about the the tech support because that was that was one shout out that i was going to give to the guys be uh the, the tech support crew because the the, I, I got an email a few days back, uh, a little over 10 days or so ago, the, the birthday thing, and they say, hey, happy birthday, here's the thing, uh, here's a coupon, go in there, and they give you a couple little coupons, but the one was, whatever you buy in doubloons, we'll double it. You just got to hit the 100% coupon, and off you go. I went looking all over in the game and could not, for the life of me, find the coupon. So I figured, well, maybe I got to make the purchase to find the coupon. I ended up making the purchase, ended up no coupon, still couldn't find it, no idea where the heck it was. So I finally, I said, you know what? I'll send a ticket. Send out a ticket, let them know I, I couldn't find the coupon. I don't know what it is. If you guys just, you know, tell me where it is so i go do it or maybe you guys can just double the amount that i that i bought whatever the case is here's what i bought here's here's the numbers and uh i left it to that i went to bed i got up the next morning and i, I swear to god it had to be about three four hours i had two emails back the, the first one was we went ahead and, and saved you the the effort and went ahead and doubled what you had in there so you should have x amount now 
And the next email was, yeah, tell us how we did. So I actually went and filled that one out and said, hey, bang up job. I really appreciate the quick response. So that worked out very well. So a uh, big shout out to them. So I don't have to use them very often. Uh, normally we, you know, bitch and complain about them and all the bugs and stuff in the game but when it actually comes down to something like this and hopefully mando's uh situation will get fixed quickly who knows but at any rate uh good to good to have that happen the way it was uh an additional shout out to all of our uh buddies that were hanging out with us tonight even though we started extremely late tonight uh kid had a little birthday party that kind of popped up uh, it flew under the radar, and then Mama here on the home front said, we're doing it, deal with it. So I had to, and we had to push the show back two hours. No big deal. We still actually had a chat room, so bang up the guys uh, for, for showing up and hanging out. And uh, Chilbreeze, I know, was here for a little bit. Uh, Dreshen's here. Lord Vigo and Zalkri is still here, so I appreciate you guys coming and hanging and uh, visiting and whatnot with us and, and you know calling us out and talking trash it's it's fun it makes makes the podcast that much more enjoyable to do when <laughs> yeah blame me it's fine I, i'm all good with that <laughs> but uh but yeah and and then one last shout out backing up <laughs> yep yep one more shout out to the classic clashes uh clash of clan classes i was there i, I tried to fix it i did it too <laughs> same as mando the clash of classes guys uh for having us do our little um our little uh, a cast event. Um, I have some thoughts about you know how we can make it a little bit better next year if we get invited again to do it. If we didn't you know lose a whole bunch of listeners and, and watch uh, viewers and whatnot and didn't turn out at all everybody. Yeah, yeah. The people that were there watching and enjoying. Uh, hopefully they had a good time. Um, I think we enjoyed it for the most part. There was some 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 bugs that we needed to work out, and we did a little bit here and there. And I think a couple other bugs popped up, but that all just happens as we you know jump into something like that that we hadn't done before. But I think we all ultimately just enjoyed ourselves. Um, I think it could have been better, but like I said, I don't blame them. I blame us. <laughs> So it is what it is. So anyway, uh, bang up job on the tournament over there, guys. We're we're glad to have you guys next time when when that comes around again. And uh, big shout out to those guys and whoever ended up winning. I didn't see. Uh, you know, good job for all the guys that showed up and made that uh, a fun and enjoyable a joyable event for all of our guys. So we had a good time. But with that. We're getting the heck out of here, and we will shoot for next week if we can make that happen, and we're certainly going to try. So until then, everybody, thanks again, as always, for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye.